Hi guys, um, Eleanor here. Um, yeah, welcome back to the podcast. Really excited for our returning or maybe new listeners. Um, welcome to the R&R podcast. Today we have with us Christina. Um, she is one of our best friends, part of the Refresh team. Um, she is a pastor's wife living in Hendersonville, North Carolina, um, and just recently um has a placement of two foster kiddos with her so she is a mom of now five kids all under the age of eight super hilarious um we absolutely adore her kids and we can't wait for you to hear all about christina's unexpected journey into foster care and refresh um yeah and just hear her heart for um what the lord's been teaching her through this Hey everyone, welcome back to the R&R podcast. It's Tracy and Eleanor. And we are so um, pumped to bring our dear friend Christina in on our conversation today. And I'm so excited for you all to meet Christina. She is probably, if I say this, I might get in trouble, but you are like one of my most favorite people in the whole world and oh. so that's a lot of pressure i know but um but you are you are definitely someone that brings a lot of joy to my life so um welcome to the podcast and thank you so much and um we want to start with just kind of going back into how we met because i'm not even sure that i clearly remember how we met Right. So I clearly remember. Oh, good. I clearly remember being in church on a Sunday morning and a family started filing in the row behind me and they just kept coming and coming (laughs) and coming. And I turned around and introduced myself and that that was the end of it. It was, was, it was love at first sight for me, for the whole family. It was. I do remember that now. It was love (laughs) at first sight. We, yeah, we don't, um, we can't go anywhere conspicuously, you know? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. And I feel that in my bones now, but at the time I just had the one little baby and I was like, what am I doing? Right. With just one little baby here yeah. and curly headed little yes baby. a very curly headed we baby yes <laughs> i know that our family our family just adores your kids so oh. um so then how did i rope you into joining the planning team for the refresh conference well you know you kind of came at it sideways if you'll remember <laughs> the first year Stephen, my husband to to play that's right. Uh, for the refresh band. Right. And so the more that we talked about it, the more I was like, well, I'm not going to let him have all the fun. That's <laughs> right. rude for him to, to hog that. So, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of I just kind of sidled in the back door. I don't know that I was ever actually asked. I think I just started. <laughs> like, Wait, yes. You're more like a squatter with I the mean, team. you know, no one said anything. So I just figured I'm going to hang out here until they tell me to leave. We need all the help we can get. Yes, I we mean. do. We we definitely need we need help, and you were perfect for it. So, I do remember that now. So yeah, Stephen is is um, a worship leader, and so and we actually love the Refresh Band and have always yeah. loved yes. the worship at our conferences. So um, I do remember that now. 
I, yeah, we do need to have the refresh band on a future podcast, I think. I love that idea. Yeah. Um, so when you came to the refresh conference, yes. For just as attending that year, did you have right. two kids at that at that time? Well, I didn't actually attend that year because Emily was born. I think the That's day right. before. Oh yeah. So I She's was a home. Refresh baby. She's a refresh baby. <laughs> I know. And I you, and you, and I said Stephen with my blessing. <laughs> yes. And then you actually have another refresh baby. I yes. remember this story very clearly. <laughs> yes. So I, the the following year, I had actually left a breakout session with Betsy Tanner, who's an adoption attorney, and said, "Hey, my husband and I." Uh, would love to adopt and work, you know, can we set up a meeting to kind of pick your brain? She was like, that sounds great. And uh, just headed home that night feeling so terrible and thinking, oh, that was, my stomach's just upset because I was so nervous about my first night helping with Refresh. But nope, it turns out I was pregnant with baby number three. Yay! <laughs> refresh <laughs> baby number two, baby number three total. So. <laughs> oh, I know. I'll never forget running into you then Saturday morning. Yes. And you had a, an interesting yes. look on your face. <laughs> Shock, shock, shock and awe, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> right, and just thinking, but so excited, so yes, excited. And, and, and God, God writes the best stories, and right. I think that's one of the things I love about Refresh is that there are no two women that have the same story about how God knit their families together and mm-hmm. how he made up their families, and I... I love that, and I clung to that in kind of the in-between waiting years for us, you know, that God's timing is perfect, and he is he is knitting our team rut, as we like to call mm-hmm. them, together just just as he wants, so it was, it's good. That is good, and and I think what's what needs maybe a little explanation is why did you have to wait? Like, explain for um, our listeners why that kind of added another chapter to your story that you weren't expecting. Yes. So uh, my husband and I had had talked about a couple of different avenues of uh, pursuing adoption, and we landed on going through DSS. So, and, you know, uh, we lived in South Carolina at the time, and in the upstate, uh, DSS had a branch, Region 1 Adoptions, that um, you could go through. It wasn't foster care. You were becoming licensed to to adopt and so that is where we were going but the rules are that your youngest child uh, has to be a year old uh, in the home before you can start your paperwork start the process all of that stuff so we were actually so the the first time we started walking towards adoption we were uh, I think I was turning in my second round of paperwork when I found out I was uh, expecting Emmeline and uh, so we had to close out our case And then, um, and then Abigail, you know, and so it just kept getting pushed back because, um, just because of those rules in place. Right. Looking back now, do you see Mm -hmm. that that was actually the perfect timing potentially? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it was very hard in the waiting for a number of reasons. One, because it felt like, it felt like I was. I felt like I was mishearing God if it wasn't yes right now. Yeah. If, if, if God, you're calling me to care for the fatherless, but this door gets closed, then I feel, then I start to question 
whether or not I'm hearing you correctly when in reality it wasn't a no it was a it was a not yet and so now um you know being in North Carolina uh you know being in the church that we're in um getting to know a friend of mine the very first week in Sunday school that works in DSS I can Mm -hmm. see so clearly how God was putting all of these little pieces into place for us to pursue something that was not at all what I had planned but was absolutely exactly what needed to happen uh so yeah I mean and I just I just clung to that that said okay God you know uh you know who my children are and you know where they are right now Mm -hmm. and I can trust you to take care of them and to be with them in the meantime and uh and in the meantime it also really pushed me to say well I'm not going to just put this this desire to serve and care for the fatherless on hold for however long right I, I want to find a way to serve now and that was one of the reasons I was so excited to start to become a part of Refresh was because not only was I getting to be a part of the conference and serve that way but I got to meet you know people that were doing it they were doing mm-hmm. foster care they were in adoption and I was learning about okay, what needs do their families have? So even as you and I got to be better friends and I got to hear directly from you just on a friendship level, okay, you need help with this. Well, I can do that. Right. I can do that in the meantime, and that can be a way that I can love and care for the fatherless now in the waiting. Right. And so it really pushed me to be creative in that way. Christina, um, this is Eleanor. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yes. I love that. I think one thing that mom talked about of just the team at large in the first episode was about how this team um, wants to care for the women who are caring for the fatherless. And I see that so very clearly in you, um, that you are just a friend to everyone you meet, um, that you definitely take these women kind of under your wing, that you care for them well. Um, what would you say, you know, going to refresh, not as a adoptive or foster mom, um, maybe my question is who would you recommend goes to refresh? Like it doesn't obviously just have to be moms. Um, so who would you, from your perspective, recommend comes? Right. I I think that's a great question. And I feel like it's one that we get a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I really take time to post around refresh time to just encourage the people that are support people Mm -hmm. uh, in the lives of of adoptive and foster families to say, uh, hey, you're part of this. You're part of the village that it takes to love and care for and train up these children just like no family is raising their children in isolation right you know the same is true of adoptive and foster families you know they can't and should not do that and walk that road alone and so you know i i initially encourage people just as a sense of well first of all your friend's not going to want to go anywhere by themselves that's (laughs) like don't (laughs) don't let your friends you know go to a weekend by themselves go and let it be just some uh relaxing girl Mm -hmm. time some good time for fellowship but while you're there you will not help but walk away from it with some more tools in your tool belt some more Mm -hmm. ideas i mean Mm -hmm. that is true for me every single year Mm -hmm. every single year i will 
go to and come away from a breakout session or a keynote session thinking, I never thought about that. Right. That is absolutely something I can do right now without a child in my home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and, and we really do try to cater some of those breakout sessions to women who don't have children in the home mm-hmm. yet or who do not feel called to have a child in the home. So, you know, last year, the one that comes to mind is uh, Michelle Vernon doing, uh, creating a foster care or orphan ministry in your church. Right. So you can rally the troops in your local church body to wrap around families that are already in your church that are already doing this and make them successful long term. And I think that's especially true of an adoptive family. You know, that journey doesn't end when the child comes home. It starts then. Right. So, you know, how can you walk alongside them for the long haul and make it a successful parenting journey? And you will find those tips uh, at Refresh, but then also just from a spiritual perspective, you will learn how to be... um, just a a wonderful spiritual mentor for the kids that Mm -hmm. God places around you in your community. Because as a mom, I do want godly women speaking truth to my kids. I don't want them to think, Oh, well, this is just, my mom just says this. And you know, of course she thinks that she's my mom. I want other women to come along and say, no, 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 that's in the word. Like your mom didn't come up with that. Uh, so yeah, I think there's just a, a ton of different re- reasons and there's, I'm certain there's more, but those are the ones that I go to specifically when I'm encouraging women to come mm-hmm. that, that are not, uh, adoptive or foster moms. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you are definitely known, um, throughout Refresh and even on our team as like one of the funniest people. <laughs> Of all time, maybe. I just don't think you guys have very many funny friends. Like, if that's true, you I are really hate hilarious. it for you guys. Um, I might be putting you on the spot, but what's, like, one funny story you can think of either at Refresh or maybe in your own family now with um, all of your kids running around? Just tell us a story. I just – I think I think the, the funniest things – in refresh in life are the unexpected things and I just and I love that the Lord does that because it really if you stop a minute and laugh about it it really helps reset you about okay that didn't go as I planned it to but you know what everything's all right like everything's all right and uh, I was thinking about especially the things that don't go according to plan for me are these moments that I build up in my mind. I'm going to have a really sweet moment at, uh, at the dinner table with my kids. I'm going to encourage them and I'm going to pour truth into them. And they're going to be like, thank you mom for being so wise and nurturing. And we love this food. Great job on the asparagus. And that almost never happens, but I really, I really did try and I am trying consistently to, single out my kids one-on-one and check in Mm -hmm. with them especially since we started this foster care journey and I was sitting down with Elliot and Emlyn during nap time the other day those are my two oldest so they're eight and almost seven and I said you know tell me tell me what your uh what your response to all of this is how are you doing as we start this journey you Mm -hmm. know we talked about this a lot beforehand but What's your experience now? You can tell me the good. You can tell me the bad. You can tell me anything. I'm your mom. I'm here to listen. Aren't I so great? I didn't say the last part, but that's what I felt like. I was like, I'm really doing a great job here. 
asking good questions. And so they talked a little bit and I said, okay, but tell me the bad things too. You know, you can tell me anything you need to tell me. I said, what's one hard thing uh, after all this? And there were a host of things that they could have pulled from. (laughs) There were so many that flooded my mind in that moment. And Elliot looks at me dead in the face. The only thing he could think of was, well, mom, it's a little crowded in our car. (laughs) Yeah. Classic And I just think if we got a bigger car, that it would be better. (laughs) And I was like, that is really what you think. Right. All we need to do to (laughs) calm the craziness in our house is get a bigger car. But if you look in my car right now, there's four car seats and five seats in the back. So he is squished in between two car seats (laughs) in the back. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm so sorry that you're squished, and I am really sorry that there's nothing I can do about that. But I, that was one time that I felt like, man, that was not what I expected. Right. But I'm really, really thankful at the same time. Right, right. That's the worst thing that he can come up with, right. you know? That is precious. It is. So update us on your foster journey because, yes. you know, as you were talking about, um, how you were in South Carolina at the time yes. and then surprisingly became pregnant, that yes. everything kind of was on hold, but then you moved and right. your kids were in North Carolina, not in South Carolina. Okay. So um, how are things going with that? Yeah, so, you know, and then in all of that, again, we after Abigail turned a year old, we started the process again. I think that was the third time that we started the process. And as we were finishing up the paperwork, like done, I mean, all we had left were inspections. Uh, Stephen was called to a church in uh, Hendersonville, North Carolina, and we moved. So obviously that wasn't going to work. We were going to have to start all over. And again, very discouraging. Yeah. Very just like, you know, what, but in in our minds, we said, we're just going to keep stepping forward. And if God keeps closing doors, that's fine. But we will know that we've stepped out in faith and then we're going to trust God to do whatever he wants to do with that step of faith. So almost, I mean, I told you the first Sunday I was there in Sunday school, met a a woman and started talking with her. And after a couple months, uh, we were talking to one of the other pastors and said, we'd really love to meet with somebody at DSS and start talking about opening that process again. And he said, well, you already know one, you already know Kim. She's in our Sunday school class. And I was like, this is great. Um, so we started the process this summer, uh, right after the world shut down. So all of our classes were on zoom. Um, but even that, like, it was so much easier. I didn't have to find childcare every week. Right. I, we just went into another room and said, okay, guys, you're going to watch a movie and we're going to go on our phone call. So uh, we started the process then. Um, and actually, we finished our classes and uh, had our second home visit. And I think they left at 4 o'clock. And she, she jokingly said as she was leaving, well, keep an eye on your phone or keep your phone with you. And I said, okay. Three hours later, she called me and said, well, what are you doing? And I was like, you just (laughs) left my house. You know what I'm doing. What are you talking about? Uh, And so we went and picked up uh, our two youngest kiddos that night. And that was five months ago. So, yeah. And so we finished up our our licensing process and um, 
there's a huge need in Henderson County, so they had to place them with us by a special order while we were finishing up our licensing okay. stuff. But it was, but to me, that was another uh, just crazy thing. Just after years and years of paperwork and waiting and paperwork and waiting and no, 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 that it was like overnight. Right. Not even overnight, over an afternoon. Right, <laughs> right. Just in the blink of an eye, uh, there they were. So, yeah. yeah. That's, that's where we are now. So okay. we are fostering. Um, this is not uh, an adoptive placement. It doesn't seem like. And so it's just totally different than anything that we thought we were going to do. Right. But we're just trusting the Lord that, I mean, he, he's the one that made this happen finally. And right. so I said, okay, God, you know, my yes was on the table. And, and I put it out there with those strings attached. So whatever you want to do. Yeah. How do you feel about this probably not being an adoptive end? Right. The, 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 the reunification is still yeah. the goal. And we, and we knew that. And in North Carolina, they do not have a, kind of a equivalent to South Carolina, like a region one adoptions mm-hmm. through the DSS. You know, you're, you're just becoming licensed to foster. And then, you know, if those children happen to become legally free, then you're you're one of the people that they considered, okay. um, and so we knew that going in, and we talked about that and prayed about that, and and then you know where we landed was essentially there's a need, and we're not gonna we're not gonna quibble over that. Right, so right. we're gonna go where the need mm-hmm. is, and then let the Lord do whatever He's gonna do. And I I have mixed feelings about it, but fortunately, uh, I right now I have a very good relationship. Uh, with their biological mother and I know that that's not always the case right um but that has been going well and that's been giving me some hope and encouragement but then I think the other thing that has really helped me uh come to terms with that is my sister and brother-in-law fostered for several years uh and had at least three instances that I can think of where the child went back to one or both biological parents and it ended up being just a great, you know, it, right. it, there ended up being a really great reunification story attached to that. Right. That right. was not their experience every time, obviously, but I know that it's possible. Right. Um, I know that the gospel is powerful enough for mm-hmm. this situation mm-hmm. that he can rescue and redeem this situation and right now it helps me that helps me to be able to focus on okay what's in front of me right now what's in front of me right now is i have five kiddos in my house that i'm going to love and care for and teach and serve and that that's what i'm going to do today right Uh, and then if tomorrow you know some of those children go to a different home then who's in front of me you know right um to help me get from getting too far ahead of myself, I guess. Yeah, that's really good. And and I know that I have seen in my own life and in my own kids' adoption stories, now that they're older and can communicate with me a lot about <laughs> that, is they they love the idea of reunification. <laughs> and and right. it, it may not always be what we think is the best, um, but yes. for... For some of these kids, you know, it's important for them that that's a possibility. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been good to, you know, for the big kids uh, to be able to talk with them about, you know, um, that that they may not be with us forever and, and to help them process through, you know, we, we love families and, and here's God's design for the family and God's design for the family is that there isn't disruption, right. you know, um, that there is wholeness. And so we want to see that happen um, and we're going to pray for that. So every night during our family prayers, we pray by name for their parents and their siblings mm-hmm. and, um, and, and then we say, you know, we're just going to trust that. But yes, the, 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 I have seen some really beautiful instances of families being able to come back together and you just can't help but but praise the Lord in those moments. So, and you know, sometimes that's not the best day for the, ch- the child and mm-hmm. you have to move forward from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a tremendous amount of loss attached to that too. Oh, right, right. So, you know, and I, I've been getting that question a lot. What are you going to do when they go back? How are you going to be able to handle that? And my response is, you know, just as as God is big enough to care for them and their hearts, he's big enough to care for me and mine. So I can, Mm -hmm. I can push myself to love freely and unconditionally and, and without reservation, uh, and and trust that whatever hurt may come, if they have to leave my home, that God's grace will be sufficient for that too. And that's not always an easy thing to do. I think I've even noticed in my own heart, especially in the beginning, parts of my heart, be, my, uh, that I was holding back parts of my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and God really challenged me on that to say, no, I, I want you to give yourself over fully to these children, to love them fully and without fear of what will happen later Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's been it's been a sanctifying process in that way for me too yeah christina um just for the sake of time i'm gonna wrap up but thank you so much for sharing all of that um i know i'm really encouraged it's been too long since we've talked but i miss you guys i I miss you guys so much um but honestly just hearing those gospel truths through the lens of really foster care and reunification is just so encouraging It, it shows so much about um, not only your heart, but your heart actually pointing to the father's heart right. and the father's heart for families and, and these kiddos and ultimately you. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I really love uh, hearing about how you find the beauty in the unexpected, whether that's in funny <laughs> ways or, or um, you know, in, in more meaningful ways. Um, and yes. I think that can kind of sum up this whole story right. <laughs> um, yes. and kind of what you've been through, um, not only with, you know, unexpected pregnancies or moves. <laughs> Um, but also unexpectedly joining the refresh team. Yay! No, <laughs> what a tremendous blessing that has been. Yeah, I, I, I really think um, that not only the friendships that I've I've made over those years, but just watching women that I love and trust and respect walk faithfully with the Lord and faithfully with their families uh, has has prepared me for this time. I mean, there's yeah. certainly not you can't prepare for everything, but I would not um, 
be able to love and and care for and meet these kids where they are in the way that I'm doing right now if it weren't for faithful women pouring into me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I could just say one more thing to kind of no. what I love about Refresh is that the community that is created there is really one of discipleship of right. older women teaching younger women how to be faithful and it has been invaluable to me over the last five months. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just, I thank the Lord for you guys. Wait, are you saying I'm one of the older women? <laughs> Listen, lady, own it. Own it. I am. I, I am too now. I, I am too now. I am. I love that I just turned 50. I'm telling everyone. Yes. I'm 50 now. So, all right. Well, Christina, thank you so much for joining us today. We love you. We love your story and seeing what God is doing in your family and in your life is, is very encouraging. And so, um, thank you. And we look forward to our next podcast. And again, for those of you that are listening, if you have stories or people that you want um, you know, us to interview or talk to, send us a line at info at refreshupstate.org. And we would love to reach out to you and, and make that happen. So y'all have a blessed day and um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.